Welcome to the Arnold's uh, Ask Me Anything podcast. I'm Dan Gillis, the Arnold's pastor here at Village Church. I got my friend Rob with me from Mosaic Church in Hollywood, California. Today we're going to be talking about worship and what it looks like as followers of Jesus to worship the risen Savior Jesus. So, and so I'm going to start with a speed round. So, uh, Rob, you work at Blue Bottle Coffee, so I'm just wondering what's your favorite coffee drink? Oh, man. Um, uh, oat Macchiato. Okay, oat milk macchiato. Uh, what, short as what, what Netflix TV show are you watching right now during the uh, COVID nineteen pandemic? Oh man, I, I'm watching a lot of shows. So I, I just know I've been watching the movie Onward. Okay, <laughs> it's great. I cry every time. <laughs> and um, you are a worship leader. And so, what's your favorite worship song? My favorite worship song, honestly, like. It, it sounds like anybody would say this, but it's literally the song we just released. Okay. Uh, it's called Dreams. Yep. Um, yeah, this last project that we're about to release, March, uh, May 15th, mm -hmm. um, I, I'm, like, I'm so grateful I got to be a part of a lot of the writing. So yep. this one, I just remember writing it uh, with my boy Carlos. It, it just feels great to sing it. So if you haven't heard it, check it out. You'll, you'll know why I said that song. So Dreams, Mosaic, MSC, you can find that on Spotify, iTunes. Yeah, but that, that's right now. Just don't, don't get it twisted. I'm singing a lot of Maverick City. Like, there's just a lot of great worship. But right now, we just released it Friday. And it's like, oh, yeah. So you're hyped on that. Hey, Rob, why don't you uh, start out by telling us a little bit about yourself. Uh, we went to college together in Florida, so that's how we got connected. But why don't you just mm -hmm. you know, dial it back a little bit to, you know, your childhood, uh, how you became a follower of Jesus. Tell us about, a bit about your, your story now. And uh, yeah, take it away. For sure. All right. Well, first of all, I just noticed my tattoo is showing. Um, this is not the In-N-Out logo, uh, <laughs> but if anyone thought it, it's still fine. Like I love In-N-Out. Um, but yeah. So uh, I, I hate to ever like sound boring with it. I'm gonna just give you like, like the meat of it. Um, born and raised in Northern California. Um, my mom and dad. Um, it's kind of like without putting them on blast, but they didn't really have anywhere to go when my mom was pregnant with me. Yeah. Um, and so this old white couple knew about my mom because she was taking care of uh, the, the older guy in the house at the time. And they knew about the situation. They said, you could just stay with us. So they took my mom and dad in. <clears throat> and when I was uh, born, I'm from an island called Tonga. It's also on the map you see. It's called the Kingdom of Tonga. And when you have kids, you always name them after somebody. So it's almost like you can look at the names of someone's children and see who was important to them. Right. <clears throat> and so I was supposed to be named after my dad, but they were so grateful. They named me after the guy who took us in. So that's why my name is Robert. Wow. But also they were so grateful. They, they gave me his first name and his middle name to be my first. So my full first name is Robert Lee. Okay. But most people think like I'm trying to be cool by throwing my name, like my middle name. But my first name is Robert Lee, and my middle name is Fatufo O, which means to make new. Um, when my mom gave birth to me, uh, I was I was like five days late, and then like they had to cut me out, and then I wasn't breathing, and there was this whole thing. And so when I was I started crying about 15 minutes after they cut me out, uh, my dad was like, "So you were born, but like God already made you new again, like already you you were made new again." So. That's a breakdown of my name. Um, and ever since then, I've, I've been in LA. I've been, people say, what's your name? I say, Robbie Lee. But you can call me whatever. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't care. 
Uh, my girl's the only one not allowed to call me by my name. She has to say, babe, or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> only when she's mad. Um, and then I went to PCC where I met Dan. Um, um, I was forced to go there. I did not want to go to PCC. Hey. What percentage would you say of people that are forced to go? <laughs> like, uh, a good, good amount, maybe. like Yeah. Yeah, a good amount. So just saying that is just because people know that it's strict. I just didn't want to go to Christian school. I never heard of it. Right. Um, I didn't know what was the difference between Christian school and Sunday school. I had no idea what it was. I just knew it was in Florida, and I lived in L.A. In LA, uh, in LA. I was like, I want to just stay here. Um, so they sent me, and I'm thankful. It's where I met my girl. Uh, we were friends for 10 years before I finally started dating her, and now we're engaged. But I met Courtney. Um, and it was at PCC. So I grew up in the church. My dad became a pastor. And I always knew about Jesus. Um, but it wasn't until PCC they let me know, like, uh, uh, about assurance of salvation, that you can't lose your salvation. And so that's when somebody put it like, um, if you're the one who always feels like you have to get saved again and again, um, um, just think of it as like if you ever got punched in the face, like you might not remember when or where, but like you just remember it happened. And you don't always have to have the coolest story about when you came to Jesus. Right. So that's me. Like I don't know when it happened. I just know this happened. I, it happened one of the hundreds of times I've done it. But also that's that's what talking about accepting Jesus into my life. But I always felt like I knew of Jesus. Fast forward, there's so much. I'm 32, y'all. Like, if I keep going, you, know, you guys are tuning out. So fast forward to Mosaic. Um, I, I climbed to Mosaic, um, and I went through the hardest thing I ever went through. I was engaged 2014 yeah. um, to the, the first girlfriend I ever had for three years, and she called the wedding off five months before, and then I, I was broken, didn't know where else to go, and I found Mosaic from a friend of mine that was in my wedding line. And I came there and it just hit me different. And I and I was like, if I, I didn't know where else to go. So for me, I was like, if Mosaic was the only place I knew to go to, then I want to be at a place where like when people don't know where else to go, they want to go there. Yeah. So that's that's what I decided in 2015, I was going to be committed to Mosaic. Um, and yeah, it was, a, it was a long process of me healing, but um, just started finding life there, started, and I, I would say, without any disrespect to anything before that, that that's, Mosaic is the first time Jesus made sense to me. Like, Jesus always sounded cool. It sounded great, but it didn't, it didn't just make sense. Like, a lot of questions I had about Jesus, um, it was like I wasn't allowed to ask it. Mm-hmm. But at Mosaic, we encourage you to ask, just, just ask, because there's no question that God is afraid of. Asking my questions, and I was like, wow, Jesus is actually like, it makes sense now. It makes sense to me. So, um, yeah, fast forward, you know, found the worship team. Um, a lot of things were switching around the teams, and then I ended up being asked to, like, be a part of it. Um, blessed with the opportunity to be on, like, the first few albums and projects um, with Glory and Wonder, and then um, going on to a few things after that. But we're about to release an album called Human. I still can't believe that I'm singing on it, that I got to write on it, that, like, that I'm even part of the community that's doing it. So I'm really excited for this project. It's our first one with Capitol Records. Um, and there's just a lot of exciting things about that. I'm about to get married in about uh, four months and 27 days. The countdown's on. Congratulations. You already know, man. And, yeah, life, life is good. Life, I, I have nothing to complain about. 
And I so, hope that I didn't miss anything that you asked me to. No, you're good. So okay. what was it? What was it about walking into the doors of Mosaic Church? Uh, you guys call it Mosaic, actually. You don't call it Mosaic. Yeah, just Mosaic. Yeah. But walking into the doors of Mosaic for the first time, what were some of the things that you know were so different than your previous experiences? You know, growing up in in the the home of a, a pastor and then going to a Christian yeah. college, something like that. What what was different about Mosaic? So. To be honest, everything was different. Um, that was actually I, I came when I when I when um I went through the breakup mm -hmm. and then I went to Mosaic. That wasn't the first time I went there. It was actually I think the second time. The right. first time I went there, everything was so different. There was like lights, the, the music was loud, and there was dancing here, and you know, everyone was dressed down and um to me what was called dressed down. Like, you know, yeah. dressed up is is suit tie tucked in shirt, you know, so everyone else was dressed down compared to what I thought was dressed up, and um, there's just so many things, and then, like, it didn't sit right with me because of the way I was, was raised, yeah. so I'm sitting there, and I actually didn't enjoy it the very first time, but I realized because of that, and I'm so thankful, like, I went through that hard time, because the second time I came to Mosaic, I realized when you, when you come broken and open, Mosaic makes sense. But when you come to Mosaic and you feel like you know everything, it's not going to sit with you well. It's just not going to sit with you well. So I, I went there the first time and I was like, I was so judgy. And I nobody at that time, I like almost facts, would ever say like, man, Robbie's just a judgy person. Like, I know most people like Robbie's so loving, Robbie's okay. Like nobody at PCC was saying I was a judgy person. Yeah. But I came, to, I came to Mosaic and... It wasn't until years later, I was like, I was so judgy. I looked at everyone, I was like, why are they doing this? And why are they doing that? And, and it's also why when someone comes and they don't, something doesn't sit well with them at Mosaic, I don't blame them. I'm like, I get it, man. Yeah, yeah. I was there. It's almost better that you went through that experience because you can, you can have more grace and compassion for the people. Exactly. The um, I love what you're saying about coming into, you know, a church setting and, and feeling like, at one one sense, if I come broken and I feel like I don't have my life together or my act together, I feel really welcome. But if I come feeling, you know, uh, pompous and I feel like I have everything together and I have, yeah. I don't because I think that I think that's really how a lot of people, you know, responded to Jesus. You see, yeah. all the people who are broken, they come to Jesus and they just like they start following him, and then other people, they're offended by Jesus or, or pulled back by Jesus because they accuse him of eating with tax collectors and yeah. he's a glutton and drunkard that, you know, all of these different things. So I love that. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about um, your part in Mosaic MSC and the worship there. Uh, what's it like to, to lead worship with uh, Mosaic MSC? It's super fun. Yeah. Um, one thing that we always emphasize, anything we're doing, whether it's serving, like on any team, we have to have fun together. Um, don't get it twisted with us saying um, this is the point is that we have fun. Right. But we make sure that we are having fun. We're like, if we're going to do this together, why not have fun together? Like, yeah. So we don't miss why we're doing it ever. And we always make sure we refocus things. But um, we make sure like, you know, that's another thing about Mosaic. I love that um, I, I wasn't taught that I was actually, it wasn't that I wasn't taught. I was taught I was wrong. I never put church and fun together. Like it, if you're having, if you're at church and having fun, that's like you're a kid. You you, don't, you can only do that if you're a kid. You're not allowed to have fun. Like, right. but man, it's it's so fun serving with, like, and they become like my family. 
Um, the other day I went to go, like, I made these little, like, I got snacks for myself. And I was like, oh, let me just get snacks for, like, everybody on my, like, worship team, right? Like, I, I, at least nine of the people. And I did it, and one of my best friends, like, he just had a kid, but I haven't got to see him because of this quarantine, you know? And so I went to go to his apartment, and I said, hey, can you meet me downstairs? So I have a little snack bowl for you guys. And he's like, bro, come upstairs. And I was like, oh, I mean, okay. So I went upstairs, and I was, like, ready to leave it at his door. And he's like, come on in. And I was like, are you, are you sure? And I was like, I came in, and then, you know, his wife's there. He's like, you want to hold Milo? Like, and I was like, you guys are going to, like, you like, I feel like you guys should be scared, like, you know? Yeah. But they're, they're, they're like, no, you're family. And I'm like, that's real, man. Come on. And, like, yeah, it's like that. A lot of us, um, it trickles down from the leadership all the way down to, like, whoever you would call, call the bottom of the group. But um, it's just really like a family, and it's super fun. That, like, that, I just have to sum it up like that. It's the first word that comes to my mind. Um, it's also very meaningful, but, yeah. Those are two really... I think earth-shaking realizations to come to. I think for for many of us, like especially who grew up as you know, a part of Christian families or grew up in the church, many of us would relate to your experience where I have fun here and that's something I do with my friends or it's something that I do when I'm not in church. And then I have church, which is serious. Yeah, we're Christians and we take the Bible serious. But I think what we need to realize is the Bible is is filled with people enjoying God, like Psalm sixteen eleven, David. Yeah. In your presence, there's fullness of joy and pleasure forevermore. Um, yeah. And I think that's really important, especially when it comes to worship. Because mm-hmm. I think worship is, in, in one sense, enjoying God. And yeah. it should be enjoyable, or it should be fun. And yeah. fun's the main point. God is the main point. That's following God. Yeah. But when we can enjoy God and have fun, I think that that is like so core, but also it communicates to, you know, the onlookers who are maybe, you know, just starting to follow Jesus or kind of looking from a distance or maybe even a bit skeptical that no, like Jesus is actually worth following. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing too about it. Like when it comes to worship, um, one thing I always say, it's, it's not about you. Yeah. Like I always say a stress is not about you. It's just crazy. If you just accidentally have fun, <laughs> <laughs> to think like, man, I'm doing something wrong. And it's like, no, it's, it's not about the fun. But if you're having fun, man, that's awesome. Like, like I, I'm, I was taught you're just not allowed to, it's just, it's just not supposed to look like fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't want to say like, hey, make sure you're having fun or you're doing something wrong. It's like, if you're having fun, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Just don't, just remember, it isn't about you. Like, when you're, when you're worshiping, like, it's, it's about, it's about lifting, you know, praise God. And it's, but it's also about doing it together with people like you know what i mean it's something about doing it together and man for me when i think about doing stuff in community i just think about fun like so so yeah that's cool and, and there's there's different expressions sometimes it's like you're it's a, a worship of lament or you're like moved at your core by what yeah. i'm like i've listened to um the, my favorite song that you guys have is uh, new heart every time oh I'm, man i love that song like it's not fun for me, but it's in another sense where I'm like moved at a heart level. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That song is our number one audition song. Everybody that auditions is like, they start singing that song. That's like, yeah. Well, the female vocals in it are just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually my, my roommate's fiance now. Oh, well done. Well done. Yeah. He proposed during the quarantine, literally in this living room. So 
Wow. Right. Yeah. Safe. Um, so what is, what does worship look like for you? Like, like you obviously lead worship and you're part of like, you know, writing worship music and, and playing worship on a stage, but what does it look like in your personal life? Hmm. So I'll definitely say, um, like the, what I listen to and worship to is not necessarily the same music I'm singing. Yeah. My core is, is gospel music. Yeah. Big on gospel. I'll go crazy start talking about gospel. Okay, like what kind? Uh, I'm big on Kirk Franklin, man. Um, okay, yeah. I'm all the way down to Smokey Northville and them. And some people throw in some of the, like, the goats of gospel, but just gospel period. It's just like the band is crazy every time. Do you, do you play the instruments too? No. Oh, yeah. So compared to them, I don't play the instruments either. But they're just, <laughs> they're just amazing. And I just think like, it's so awesome to be that talented and to use that for worship. So um, I'll definitely say like when like the thing that gets me the most is if I play a good gospel song, mm, like that puts me up. Uh, but that's just talking about music, right? Um, I would say um, there's certain songs that I'll sing uh, in certain moods that put me in a in a worship worshipful like in the mood. So that's why I love. Um, I actually, and a lot of my team is probably exactly like this. We love listening to worship music. Yeah. We listen to a lot more not worship music. Yeah. Um, but we love listening to worship music first, just hearing like who's out there and who's doing things, who's like the, like the big C, you know? And yeah, I just definitely like love seeing people put stuff out and loving the stuff that Mav City and, and, and Elevation has been putting out. Those are, those are, you know, amazing amazing talented groups and we love listening to that and then i love listening to new releases but i also love just hearing what's out there in the world like what's it what's what's out there and uh, like i'm inspired by music like instruments the instrument side from like anderson pack and the way he plays drums and sings and just like um the way a lot of artists do music it's just like you can learn so much and sometimes we're like we restrict ourselves to a certain thing like oh just it's only this like you're not allowed to learn from this um, and that's a whole thing, you know, we could just go, go, uh, but I'm just going to speak for me. Listen to a lot of music that just, I think the point is like, if we believe in a creator, that we should be the most creative people. And that when you listen to, to creativity, it's not secluded to just Christians or followers of Jesus. It's, it's human beings, period. We were all created in God's image and likeness and we're all creative yeah. and you can learn from any type of creativity. So yeah. that's why I love to me, I feel like I'm the most um, in worship when I'm being creative. Right. Like anything, staying creative, I feel like there's something me and God are doing together. I'm like, man, this is like, all right, we're doing something. And it's not, it's bigger than just being passionate. It's bigger, like that kind of worship is like, I think it's like, it's big because it puts it into action. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like same thing for me. Like when I pray, like prayers, whatever's until there's action to it. So... Yeah, worship to me is like it looks like action. It looks like it looks like doing something. That's why now, even when I sing and I lead worship, like I can't, I can barely stand still. Like yeah. they never, I never have a mic stand. And when I do, I promise, I fought maybe three times to not have one. And they they told me I needed one for the camera angles. So um, yeah, uh, I, I 
I try to stray away from things that I was taught is worship, not yeah. because I don't believe it. It's just um, I don't trust myself anymore mm-hmm. because I know this is what I was taught. So now that's the only thing I think is right. Yeah. And I, I'm, I don't learn from anybody because I, I just listen to that. And the more that I've been able to, it's not even compromise what I believe, but it's learning to be open-minded to, to accept, to, to, to learn everything God has for me. So um, I, I taught worship, it should look like uh, uh, you, you uh, calling out to God or, or, or when you're in, in the word or, or when you're doing this, whatever it is. Um, and I, I do believe when people say that, they mean that. Totally. Just for me, it's, it looks like action. It looks like being creative. Yeah. Like, like whether it's like painting something, like, or 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 just creating like, um, how can I even like the stuff we were doing in our church, uh, just created some this thing called accountability groups. Yeah. Where we have so many people in our Bible studies, but I broke it down into four people in each group. Yeah. And this is this way they could also like read together, but meet somebody from somewhere else because it's hard to meet anybody right now. So I'm yeah. I'm making these groups. And I just felt like me and God were just like, it, it just felt like I was doing something good that he was, and he was guiding me the whole time. And, and it just felt great after. And I felt like I wouldn't just say that it's worship, but it put me in this mode where I was like, man, God, you are amazing. Like, how did we just do this? Like, so yeah, I don't know if that gives a good answer. Um, I always try to stray away from giving straight answers, not because I don't have them, but it's like, I love when someone asks a question. I love finding it out together with that person. Totally. Because like, everybody's different. That's, yeah. that's like, yeah. I, I love what you're saying about like worship, not just being spiritual activities like reading your Bible, going to church, or even singing, but it's more of a holistic, uh, you know, expression of giving glory or adoration to God. And a lot of what you're talking about is like found right in the pages of Genesis 1 in what's called the cultural mandate where God says, okay, now I've created the world. I've created all of the natural resources. Now have dominion over mm-hmm. the world and create beautiful things. And I love what the apostle Paul says in the new Testament. And he says, yeah, what, whenever you eat or drink, yeah. or whatever you do, do all of that to the glory of God. He, he doesn't mention reading your Bible. He doesn't mention praying. He doesn't mention, yeah. you know, all these spiritual activities. He more is just talking about the normal human things that we do that we can give glory to god so I exactly love- and that and that's that's exactly what i'm saying is like it's putting me in this mode where i'm like i'm just like really with god in tune with god when i'm being creative there's yeah. rarely a time i'm creative and god's not i'm like somewhere in it so um yeah, i love that you brought up that verse I, I was i was trying to remember what i was what verse i was trying to remember that's exactly it whatever you do so um, I love also that you said that you tend to, you know, push against having a mic stand because you just get so excited and passionate and you get your whole body into it. And in Romans chapter 12, uh, Paul says that uh, we're to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice because it's our spiritual worship. I want to talk about that for a second. What do you think is the importance of us using our bodies to worship and not just our minds and our voices? Could you repeat that again? I'm just wondering, and it could even just be personal, like, like what is it about physically engaging in worship, whether that's kneeling or, or like, yeah, yeah. whether that's raising your hands, like, what is the significance there for you that, like, yeah. it's like this uncontrollable passion or urge to just physically express your love and adoration for God? Yeah, I, I, I want to apologize if I keep saying for me. It's like, obviously, for me, who else am I talking for? No, that's good. But I just, 
When I say for me, I, anybody that's listening, I just don't want you to think, oh, so am I wrong? It's like, you're not. You're not wrong. But, but for me, so for me, if I raise my hand, it's kind of two things. It's me like, it's like me surrendering something to God. Yeah. But it's also me reaching out to God. Yeah. Um, and I feel like when I do a physical representation of what's going on on the inside, it, 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 it puts me in the, in the right posture. So it doesn't mean, so do I sing the whole song with my hand up? No, but there's, there's parts where I'm like, man, well, like, wow, I, need to, I just need to, to lift up my hand right now. And I never did before Mosaic, never did. The most I did was clap, like during a, 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 a traditional song like that we have to clap, you know, like never, you gonna see me raise my hand, never. Um, sometimes you'll see me literally just put my hands like this, right? Yeah. And um, the, thing, the thing about me and my hands, like I, I just, I'm just like, I already, it's just, I think to me with worship, it should be you. It should still be you. Yeah, it shouldn't be, be like, man, he's crazy different in worship. Yeah. And then when he's just himself. So that's what I believe personally. So I'm saying, if I already talk like this, if I'm like, if I'm a person that's like very like. Expressive. Like, you know what I'm saying? Expressive. Like, when I laugh, my whole body laughs. Like, it just does. So it, it makes sense when I'm worship, like when I lead worship or sing worship or just listen to worship. If I'm moving with it, it makes sense. I, I'm like that. Yeah. Um, um, I know some people that they're like the, the most quiet, and then when it's worship, they're like crazy. I'm like, oh, shoot. Well, I mean, you do you. So it's just for me, it makes sense to me when I'm like, when I'm like doing something, I was like, oh, well, I mean, this is how I am anyway. So I don't put too much emphasis in it, I guess. Uh, I, don't, I don't mean to play it down like it doesn't mean something, but I just know like, I, I know why I do it, but I also know when I'm telling a joke, I just did this because it makes, it, it pushes what I'm saying even more. Yeah. So it makes sense. Even when I'm talking, same thing. So. I remember even in college, like you were probably one of the most expressive uh, people on campus. Like, especially, I remember like some basketball games, you know, you and a group of guys <laughs> like, on the floor just going like crazy, yeah. you know? So it the, makes sense. Silly. that would be your authentic self. What you know? collision were you in? Uh, the Vikings. Oh, man. <laughs> Were you on the soccer team? I wasn't, no. Oh, man. <laughs> how, how involved did you get in your collegiate? Uh, I was just the chaplain. So every every year I'd always get nominated for chaplain. You guys, he's saying just the chaplain, but the chaplain is like the main guy that like shares the message every... Come on, man. That was... Nobody would want me to be chaplain. Nobody trusts me to... to, to <laughs> I'm not sure so, about that. I love that. I love that. You, it makes sense to me. Of course, you're a chaplain, man. That's awesome. Um, but I, lo I love that you are a, you're an expressive person and then that, that translates over into worship. And I think there's even like, you know, the, the tons of biblical examples of that. Even, even David, after he had, you know, won some victories, he just wanted to give glory to God. So he was like just giving all this praise to God. And, and his wife was like just appalled. Like she was shocked that he would just you know, become undignified. And he's like, I'll be more undignified than this. And I think there's mm. something that when we do something physical, it almost like when, like you've probably experienced this where you know something in your head, but it hasn't gotten to your heart yet. Sometimes when you physically engage in something, it, it can be that bridge between your head and your heart. 
Um, yeah. I just think it, it can be quite powerful. So um, that's super cool. So uh, I was wondering, you know, I think one of the, the things that would be really powerful for our listeners is how do we engage in worship in our everyday lives? Like, uh, yeah. someone like me, like I will, like this morning I, I went on a run and I was listening to Mosaic. Um, I'm a guy who's not musical, but I get really stirred up by music. Um, at, in, in gatherings, I'm like a yell singer. Like I just yell. Like, awesome. It doesn't sound good. But I give awesome. it, I give it my all. So, so for people like me who are not musically gifted, my roommate's an incredible, you know, musician, and I have other friends who are incredible musicians. But I think you know the, the vast majority of us—that's not our our, you know, gift set or talent. Uh, so, how do people in like, any ordinary people engage in worship in their everyday lives? What are some things that you would say? Um. Other than well, Spotify or, or Apple Music, check out Mosaic MSC. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I would say um, the days that I know I'm the most set up for success. Yeah. I, I was in his word in the morning. Yeah. Um, like, I, 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 was, I was thinking, hey, like, I was having some type of conversation with myself saying, like, hey, so what, what are we going to do today? Like, just preparing myself properly to set up. Cause it's hard to wake up and start worship. Yeah. It's hard to do that. And just like, I think how I have to like vocally and uh, physically prepare before I hit the stage. Um, it's not for a performance, but it, it like, it is still a, a me on stage performing something. Yeah. Is that it's the same thing throughout the day. Like it, it'll be crazy to think, you know, to, to, to be able to endure the whole day and like have this like uh, um, this uh, sense of uh, uh, like the vibes for the day is like I felt worshipful today. Yeah. It's like just making sure you're meditating on the things that you're learning and like you should be learning something. You should be in this word learning something. You should be listening to the talks from your pastor learning something. Um, I love listening to podcasts and learning stuff like um, it's crazy, you know, like the world keeps learning stuff that was already in the Bible. And it's just, yep. it's a, so there's so many things you can do in it. Like when you meditate on it, I think a good thing is just asking questions daily. Like, yeah, you know, what am I learning today? What, like, where's God in this? Where's God in that? And like really looking throughout the day, it sounds like it's like work, but the more you do it, like, it's like, it's just have its instinct. You're like, when something happens, for me, I worship I feel like a lot of people do, but I'll say why I'm saying this. A lot of people, when it gets hard, it's like, it's the time that they go to God. Yeah. I go to God when it's hard, not because I need it, even though I do. Mm -hmm. It's for me, I'm like, man, what you about to do? Like, I've seen you, I've seen you show up every time, yeah. every single time. So I'm like, you know, there's, there's one day, uh, one time I, uh, I had a, a sister on my vocal cord and they told me like, um, they have to take it out. There has to be surgery. Then uh, I might not ever sing again if they do that. And they said they have to take it out, though, because it's bleeding. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And the next time I went in there, the, the doctor said, like, well, I don't know what happened. Maybe there was no cyst because I can't find it. And it doesn't go away. A cyst doesn't go away, but I knew God did a miracle. That's mm -hmm. one example. Yeah. There's so many miracles I have, like, like over and over. And I'm like, so now when it's hard, I'm in a... A, a, like a super worshipful mode 
it doesn't mean it's like what I want to be in. It's just automatic now because I'm looking. I'm like, God, what's up? What's up? Yeah. What is it? What are we doing? So when I'm actively like looking for where God is, it puts me in that mode, uh, mood or mode or whatever, whatever I've been saying, it puts me in that type of like energy space where it's like, okay, like I'm looking for God. Yeah. And the times I'm not, I don't find myself really that worshipful. So yeah. that's just like practical way for me to imply that, that, that I do personally. Yeah, I love, I love starting your morning with like seeking God in the morning, even like, you know, trying to think through mentally, hey, God, what do I need to do today? You know, what are some, some things I need to focus and on? And it takes a couple, it takes a couple minutes. Totally. Um, it's, it's not, it's not this crazy, like, okay, like it's literally, you know, and it won't be as strong as it is every, like the other day, but it's just this like, yeah. Yeah, some things, sometimes it's the simple things that are mo- the most powerful. Um, mm-hmm. So just like opening up, you know, to a, a psalm in the morning and reading your heart into worship, you know, because yeah. oftentimes I'll wake up like if it's especially if it's pre coffee, um, yeah. <laughs> like I, my heart's not tuned to worship God. My my heart, yeah. is, you know, tired and worn out and and all those things. So I come to the Word with coffee, of course, and I yes. read my heart into worship. It's mm-hmm. like I'm I'm realigning my heart with heaven. And, and you know what I'm saying? Um, yep. And so I, I think that's really important. I heard a pastor recently, John Tyson from New York, uh, say that sometimes simple things that are systematic will lead to spontaneity. What he meant by that is if we can do some simple things and strategically place those in our days, just yeah. small things, it will yep. lead to the place where we're just worshiping God. We're all of a sudden, like we're in our car, you know, Mosaic MSC comes on and, and we're worshiping spontaneously um, because we had small, simple things that were, you know, training us to worship. I really do think that all of us were created as worship beings. Like all of us created and hardwired by God to worship. Mm -hmm. The the downside is though culture and, you know, the world around us and our, even our own desires and, and the way that we've lived our lives for, you know, 32 years or 27 years has hardwired us to worship other things. We are conditioned to worship culture. We're, we're conditioned to worship ourselves. We're conditioned to worship our jobs or success or relationships or whatever it is. And so I think as a follower of Jesus, what he's called us to do is to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, uh, to you know train ourselves for godliness and, and to learn how to worship. I, I think worship, though it is part of our DNA, is something that we need to relearn. So, so yeah. though we're created as worship beings, we need to learn how to worship God and, and un- thousand percent. So uh, I think being those small strategic things can be really powerful. Yeah. And I'm thinking about like, when you, when you do it in the morning, it's, it's not necessarily like, like a check off. It's like brushing your teeth, but like, it really does. It really does set it up. It's, it's more like versus brushing your teeth. It's more like eating breakfast. So, yeah. um, like, like I said, when I do that, it's hard for me to go throughout the day not thinking about it, you know? And when I don't do that, it's hard for me to try to think on that that day. So just setting yourself up for success. Like, um, the, the, and the other thing I think sometimes when we ask this question, like to be, like if we could go there, yeah. I think sometimes asking this question, uh, we want something that's more magical versus something that's that's more practical. Okay. And it's like, it's got it's to gotta be that, that work that you put in there versus like, What's that secret to like just being in a worshipful like thing? Like, well, I mean, not reading, but is there anything else? And it's like, yeah, 
For me, I haven't found anything else. I like, haven't found it either. Yeah. Like I, so, haven't, I haven't found the secret pill. Yeah. I don't know, so, like, like Hillsong hasn't released a song that it just like will zap you into holiness. You know, yeah. like, like Erwin McManus hasn't written the book. And know? that's the thing. And, and that's the thing about even if there's somebody that's like, oh no, but this song doesn't. And I'm like, well, that song is actually based off of the scripture, and it's like it's still technically script. So it's like a lot of people, you could call that whatever you want, like cheating and just listening to music. But I don't blame if if music is the thing that gets you. Like I'm not a reader. I actually have to press play on the audio for me to kind of like. Mm. When I read it and it's Robbie's voice, it's just, it's just like... You got to sing it. That's what you got to do. I sometimes, I, <laughs> so that's how I write all my songs, man. But yeah, it's that, it's that hard work. And I'm like, you know, that's the other thing. Like, don't lie to yourself. Like, I had to learn from this, this, um, this elder in our church. He told me, he's like, if you're not a reader, stop trying to like force yourself. Like, I do audiobooks all the time. And then he's like, do you think it's, it's that it's less strong if you like, you have a voice that's reading it to you? I'm like, I feel guilty, but I'm like, now when I stop like acting like I had to just read it without any kind of like, you know what I mean? And I read it out of an application Bible sometimes like, so I have my phone read it. Then I go to application Bible and I, and I learned the little notes and I'm just like, you can call it cheating, but I'm like, I'm really getting some crazy stuff out of this, you know? You got to start, just, you got to start where you, where you are. And you got to start where you are. That. Like, don't, like don't copy somebody else. Yeah. Don't copy Daniel Gillis who's like, you yeah. know, already up there, don't go, like, yeah. we all do it different. So be true to yourself. That's why I want to emphasize what I say. This is what I do. Find out what works for you. And if you don't yeah. know anything that works, just try what I did, what I'm saying, or Daniel saying. But it's going to be work. It's not going to be this, like, oh, it just, man, it just worked. Like, it just happened. Like, it's yeah. going to take some, take something. Yeah, Paul, Paul tells us to train ourselves for godliness. That Greek word for train is gymnasio or... Uh, and, and it means that you actually have to like work out, like you got to train yourself. And I think it's really important what you're saying that, you know, uh, a lot of times I think, especially in a young adult Christian culture, we're looking for the easy solution, the, the hack. I love yeah. videos. I love watching cooking hack videos. I just think that. Yeah. <laughs> we want to do that. I, I love, I love hacks. Those hacks are amazing. <laughs> I say so like, but I think what's cool about that is like, I want to say that, and it's not even to put anyone on blast. It's yeah. just it, like I feel like uh, a lot, a lot of people ask that without really like knowing that's what they're asking. Yeah. You know, like for me, I'm wondering how do I lose weight? How do I lose weight? Yeah. And I think that, and I'm like asking, even though I know what I need to do. Yeah. I realized later when someone's telling me, "Oh, you just you, you want this magical," I'm like, "Oh, dang, I'm not." Yeah, I guess I, I guess that's true. And so if if I if I if I said that and uh, it hits you in a certain way. Just not like, it's not even saying that like, stop lying to yourself. It's just like, maybe you're not aware of it. Yeah. I hope you realize that you've been looking for an easy way yeah. and that you can like, stop looking for that easy way and just look for the way that works. For you. Yeah, you know? and Jesus even said like, hey, I'm, I, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Like, come follow me. And I think we, we confuse that. I said this on, on our first episode of the podcast, that when Jesus says, come follow me, he actually meant that we would follow in his footsteps. Yeah. Following his footsteps to do the things that Jesus did, to think the way that Jesus thought, to, you know, if, if that makes sense. And so we're looking for an easy way out. And so I think that's why many of us are looking for the conference that will finally change us, or the book, or the podcast, or the sermon, or, or the worship song that'll finally just like, it'll click for us. And I think mm -hmm. that we are graced with those moments. Uh, but I, I think a lot of times it's 
yeah, like, like losing weight, it's, it's healthy eating and, and exercise. It's more, more calories burned than more calories consumed. And I think when it comes to following Jesus, it's, it's a lot, it's not easy, but it is simple. It's following yeah. Jesus' footsteps. It's believing in him, loving him, worshiping him, but then also walking behind him and doing the things that he did. And mm-hmm. so we see Jesus praying, we see Jesus reading his Bible, we see Jesus in community eating and drinking with his, with his community. We see Jesus, you know, engaging in all, all of these different things. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's the same with worship, you know, and I, I, I'm so glad that you said it, um, that you haven't found the secret either. And I, and I have yeah. yeah. really following Jesus and it's a lifelong pursuit. We don't need to get, you know, beat up or discouraged that it doesn't happen instantaneously. We have not only a lifetime, but we have all of eternity mm-hmm. to follow Jesus. And so, and, and I think he's just cheering us on. And I, I think one of the things I love about worship is not only do we sing to God, but in Zephaniah, it, it says that God rejoices us over us with loud singing. And so God is also like, he's, he's so uh, in love with us and he's so passionate about us. And, and, and I think we forget that sometimes we're su- super hard on ourselves. And that's why we're maybe we're, why we're looking for that, that secret. Yeah. And one thing, one last thing for me, if like, unless you had any other questions, is like, um, when I, the, the other thing I know that I've been taught, that I learned, not that I've been taught, that I learned at Mosaic, um, is that for us, worship is, is communal. Yeah. Like, uh, a lot of people are fine doing it by themselves. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to do it communal, and I think it's like, um, I think it's like, it's hard to do a communal communal in a way that's like it's still personal in there. Like you're not just doing it for other people. But something about worshiping together. Yeah. Like that's why you know a lot of people even question like, oh, so why do you even go to church? And it's like this like we were called to do life together. Like not to do, do life alone. And even with all of this, there's um there's um something about that last question about like how can I do this on the day to day? And it's like. Uh, that is a personal thing. That is, a, but at the end, it should like prepare you and help you to be like even better within the community. Like it shouldn't be just for yourself. Like even now, that's the point. That's the whole point. Daniel's doing this in the first place is, is probably to help at least one other person. Yeah. And so there's something about making sure you bring it back. Always bring it back into like the the communal sense of things, because uh, I think that's that's what God intended. It was never supposed to be just like. Just uh, me and you, it's, it's me and, and, and you, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think that's one of the things that we're learning in this moment of COVID-19. A lot of us are, you know, worshiping because we're, you know, single young adults and, you know, alone in the basement suite in our bedroom or, yeah. you know what I'm saying, like me this morning on a run by ourselves. But we need to realize that, that God has called us to worship together. And so I just want to encourage you if you're listening and you haven't decided to become part of um, a community group yet you can sign up it's on our instagram link bio you can check it out there um, join a community that's one of the greatest ways that you can uh worship god with other people and so uh Robbie, it's been so good to have you on to talk about worship jesus great to catch up with you thank you uh for your time yeah man you got it